The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 16th chapter. Be to thee, O Lord. Jesus said, But now I am going to him who sent me, and none of you asks me, Where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father and you will see me no longer. Concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you can't bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore I I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. This is the Gospel of the Lord. The grace of the Lord Jesus, the love of the Father, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Please be seated. Y'all did very well for a hymn written in the 5th century. Uh, So thank you so much. I know why you all flocked here tonight. It's because you ask yourselves... Pastor, why is the shamrock shake green? And I can try to give you an answer. And I was telling the confirmands earlier today, you know, if they really want to be bold tomorrow at school, they ought to wear orange on St. Patrick's Day and not green. And the kid said, well, what if I just wear white? And I said, you're the cleverest of the confirmands. Because, of course, you know, we all know the Irish flag. It's green, it's white, and orange. There is the green for the the Roman Catholics called green for St. Patrick's Day. Then there's the orange. I think it's like the Duke of Orange or something uh, was representative of the English Protestants living in Ireland. And then, of course, the white that binds them together in peace. A hope that the people of Ireland have, that they can have peace. They wouldn't be divided. That's an important message for today. But I don't want to get lost in the weeds. I want to tell you about St. Patrick. I want to set the record straight. I've been so excited to do a St. Patrick's Day service for y'all. And so here it is. St. Patrick was born in the 300s in England. Very disappointing, yeah? He's English. Things get even weirder, though. He's kidnapped as a child, and he lives like the first 18, 20 years of his life as a slave in Ireland. He's a slave in Ireland. And during that time, 
He starts to hate Ireland and hate Irish people because he's a slave of pagan warlords and, you know, sees all sorts of spooky stuff and wars and they treat him poorly. You know, he's a slave. But all this time, even though he's penting up anger and hatred, he's reflecting on the scriptures and the, uh, the Catholic, who knows what it was back in the day, the Catholic, the Anglican services that he remembers in his young youth. For his father was a deacon and his grandfather was a priest. You see, uh, Roman Catholic priests weren't always, didn't always need to be uh, uh, celibate. They could be married and have kids back in the day. And so he held on to the scriptures. He held on to God's word. He held on to what he remembered of his Christian faith. And it got him through until he could escape Ireland. He gets back to England. And he you know, looks over his shoulder and spits. Says, I'm never going back to that place again. I hate Ireland. I hate Irish people. But then, like many, many such cases back in the day, he receives a vision. And I was telling the confirmands, if you ever receive a vision, ask whoever is talking to you in the vision, say, is Jesus Christ Lord and should I believe in him for eternal life? If the person in the vision says no, you should probably not trust the vision. If the person says yes, risk it. But the person in St. Patrick's vision says, holy servant boy, come and walk among us in Ireland. And what do you do? When you receive a vision and this person asks you to come serve them in Ireland, what do you do? Well, he, he joins the priesthood, does his training, and they say, Patrick, we, I think we have a, a job for you. It's kind of far away. We'd like you to go and serve in Ireland as a missionary. Think you can do it? Here's Patrick saying to himself, I hate Irish people. I hate Ireland. I was a slave there for most of my young life. He wants to say no way. But he remembers that he's not just serving a bishop or an archbishop or whatever. He's serving his Lord Jesus Christ. And what does Jesus Christ ask us to do other than, instead of looking at other people's sin, to look at your own, repent. You know, it's Lent still. Even if we're drinking green beer and fish fries and stuff. Jesus asks us to look at ourselves, repent of our own sin. And like him on the cross, we're challenged to repeat with Jesus. Because everything Jesus says, we ought to say. Say, God, forgive these people, for they know not what they do. And so Ireland, or it's not in Ireland, Patrick gets on a boat and he goes to Ireland to be a missionary. And uh, has anyone here heard of how he drove out snakes? Are there snakes in Ireland? Anybody know about that? And now, you know, Ken's not here, but I was giving him uh, the berries all week because Dan, if you didn't know, Ken and Kathy, they co-own a multi-generational family bakery. 
And I said, do you have snake bread? And he said, what are you talking about? Well, you know, I guess only in St. Louis they, they make these really ugly giant loaves of bread in the shape of a snake, and they're green. doesn't really work too well, though. St. Patrick drives the snakes out of Ireland. There are no snakes in Ireland. Can you believe it? But more than just the snakes, it's a living image of him driving out paganism and unbelief from Ireland. Who he was talking to, uh, leading missions with, were hardened-hearted, violent, mean, pagan warlords, taking slaves, raping, pillaging, killing. And he would go out each day, binding unto himself today the name of the Trinity, as they try to rhyme in English, his confession of faith. He didn't wear armor. He didn't carry a sword. He had only God's word and his confession of faith. To go out there among the pagans and witness to them. The same hope that we have in Jesus Christ and his death and his resurrection. That forgiveness that we know that we, we receive just by simple faith in the forgiveness of sins. The only way to fight pagan dogma is with stronger, true dogma. And that's what Patrick learned. Equipped only with God's word, And his own testimony that he had been shown mercy, that he, a sinner, a slave, had been forgiven, he can forgive someone else too. He can show grace to someone else too. He started his important work of witnessing with the shamrock. Yeah? The shamrock. Three leaves. Our God is one. Like he's one shamrock, but he's also three. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Very, very confusing. Not only to pagans, but to many Christians, myself included. I don't get it. It's a mystery. But like so much of this, it's so mysterious, it's beautiful. But it caught on. Violent men, violent women became Christian men and women. And their children became Christian men and women. And I'm sure almost all of us have a little bit of Irish in us today. And thanks be to God, we're Christian. Because of the work of Christians like Patrick. And now Jesus, in our gospel reading, it was chosen for St. Patrick's Day because it's so Trinitarian. Jesus is talking about himself and the Father and the Holy Spirit. 
And now the Holy Spirit, or sorry, Jesus has to go for the Holy Spirit to come. And he says, you'll be sad, but you'll be super happy once you get the Holy Spirit. And so we live today, this side of the cross, this side of Patrick's mission to Ireland, this side of a whole host, a whole company of saints, which we commune with each time we commune. And we live in a time when Jesus is not walking amongst us. He isn't sitting on uh, the, you know, the, the flat place of a hill to give a sermon on the mount. He's not healing people in their homes while Pharisees look into windows and watch and comment. But he is here in you, in myself, in Pastor Dan, as we are temples of the Holy Spirit. And so that's, that, temp, or sorry, that spirit that he gave when he ascended into heaven, lives in us. But he also continues to be here in the sacrament of the altar. His body, his blood, bread, wine, God's word from the pulpit, God's word in the text, God's word in your prayers and conversations with one another. Jesus is here in the way that he promised to be the Holy Spirit. And so, like I was telling the confirmands earlier today, where you go tomorrow is what ends up counting. Where you go, fed by what you eat here, is all that counts. Where you go is not too different from pagan Ireland. Sure, they're not warlords fighting and taking slaves, But there is strong dogma out there that is a competition to that which you confess in the Nicene Creed, that you confess in the scriptures, and that you that we all tried our best to sing in St. Patrick's breastplate. God is one, but he is also Father, Son, Holy Spirit. God sends his son Jesus. Jesus dies on the cross and rises again for our sins. It is the one sacrifice for the sins of the whole world. And then he goes away and sends his spirit. It's that simple. And it's what fills you. It's what fills me. And so I hope I can send you out equipped, bound with the breastplate of your confession of faith. Just as he walked around Ireland converting hundreds of thousands of pagans with no weapon, no armor, outside of that simple yet long hymn that he composed, that he bound to himself that day, his confession of faith, God is one but three, that Jesus died and rose again for his sins, a sinner like him could live, that his faith in Jesus Christ was something he needed to share, 
Those are all things that need to be made simple, kind of like a shamrock, for the people that you encounter tomorrow. And so please, share Jesus Christ and repent and believe on him. Amen.